Welcome to Puto Politics, the political podcast of the San Antonio Express News. My name is Gilbert Garcia, opinion writer and columnist, and I'm joined by Carrie Clack, columnist, editorial board. Nancy Prayer Johnson, deputy editorial board editor. Uh, Metro editor Greg Jefferson. Uh, today we're going to talk uh, about the the latest updates on the uh, the situation with Councilman Mark White. We're going to talk about uh, also uh, give you updates on the the proposed ceasefire resolution in San Antonio and the, the uh, continuing adventures of congressional candidate Myra Flores. But I want to start uh, by talking about um, Charles Hood, who has been the uh, uh, the fire department chief for the past 17 years, the first African-American uh, uh, chief of the, of the San Antonio Fire Department uh, in its history. And he was forced to resign last week uh, after an investigation uh, into his conduct. Uh, I guess determined that he was repeatedly uh, uh, using uh, the P word for vagina and and continually uh, saying P word always wins, I guess, is, the, is what he was saying. Um, so, uh, Greg, I mean, what, what else do we know about what happened and how this uh, I, I'm very little, I mean, very little. About yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Apparently, this is uh, this is something he said often. (laughs) And we don't have a good idea of what the context was. Like, we don't know uh, if it, you know, if the investigation, so the city was investigating, they found that, you know, they hired uh, an attorney from uh, Jackson Walker Mm -hmm. to look into this, to to these allegations, found it to be true. But we don't know, like, if there was a specific meeting that really touched this off, that that upset an employee Mm -hmm. who then complained Mm -hmm. to uh, city management. Uh, but I mean, we do know that it's like, look, uh, Charles Hood, this isn't his first controversy. I mean, you'll remember, uh, the, the naked sushi, uh, mm-hmm. uh model, uh, from 2020. Uh, he had gone to, uh, a party thrown by, you know, a fire department employee. It was basically a fire department gathering. It was, and, and he was kind of the star of the show and it featured, um, a nude, an, an apparently nude model covered with sushi, and you know, uh, partygoers were invited to pick sushi off the naked lady. And he was, you know, he, he was kneeling next to the table. Right, and I think yeah, he yeah, said yeah. something like, "I want some yeah, tuna or yeah, something." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. me some tuna or something like that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, he and he apologized, but it was kind of, um, it was, he was kind of cavalier it was a, about it initially. Yeah, yeah, but I think exactly. He was, later, he yeah. was, he was. but it started out yeah. by, yeah, there was yeah there's photos. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But I mean, even, um, and this isn't, you know, there, there were several, uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission complaints against the department under him. They didn't specifically relate to his leadership, but they kind of spoke to a culture that was mm-hmm. just kind of uh, cowboy in nature. It seemed like a real bro kind of kind of department. And, you know, you had three arson investigators filing, filing EEOC complaints uh, in 2019 and 2020, alleging harassment and uh, workplace discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just uh, the question of personality and what he infused the department with. It's a serious one. Yeah. I mean, and this is, you know, the fire department 
has uh, more than 1,700 employees, but only 5% of them are, are women. And they've been wanting to, the city has been wanting to recruit right. more. And this certainly- Yeah, like he, it didn't make it easy. Yeah. yeah. There was also an incident uh, in 2021, a, a, a more minor incident, but the, there was an arbitration hearing via Zoom with uh, a, a firefighter who had been terminated. And I guess mm. the, the firefighters or the former firefighters attorney was questioning uh, Charles Hood, and he uttered some obscenities along right. the way, and he had to apologize for that. So there had been some, as you said, some some history here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he he's someone who uh, came from Phoenix. He had been, I think, the number two person yeah. there. Uh, he knew Cheryl Scully when she was working mm-hmm. there, uh, uh, and she had had urged him to apply for the for the position here, and ended up selecting him. Uh, so I mean, what do we make of his? Of his, I mean, it's a kind yeah, no, I mean, when you're it, someone's there that long, there have to be some positive things that can come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like he was instrumental in the creation of the Fusion Center, which is like this, this crisis management multi-agency facility. He was important to that. He streamlined uh, department operations, improved training. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's like, look, clearly he was, you know, he was a good uh, fire chief. But he was a troubled and flawed <laughs> fire chief. Yeah. I just and, wonder what else we don't know. Like, right. what else we don't know about him. Mm-hmm. I know my mind automatically went to the women on the force, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and, like, what they were subjected to as well, maybe. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some stuff that didn't get out. But I think, and that phrase, <clears throat> I know when we wrote about it on the editorial, we described it as vulgar, and we definitely put the expletives, expletives in there. We didn't spell it out mm-hmm. as per AP style and style, but I can say that the word vulgar just didn't cut it for mm-hmm. me. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just, yeah. it's mm-hmm. beyond vulgar to me, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's demeaning and um, just like, I mean, at that, I actually gave him the benefit of the doubt for the party, kind of, um, because when I heard about that and, you know, read the articles and things about that party where he showed up and there's this naked model with the sushi mm-hmm. and he kind of, you know, I thought, well, like, number one, did he know? I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. he know about it? Did he walked in and this was happening and he was mm-hmm. trying to just not be um, the party pooper here? But yeah, he is a public persona and he does need to watch and s- the right. optics of it, right? This yeah, this is on a different level because, as you say, he walked into different. a party there. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is different, and uh, this is something that he had yes. full responsibility for, yes. and that he kept saying it wasn't. It was and then I wonder, like, thing. when mm-hmm. he said it, was mm-hmm. it because uh, a woman or you know a female that they got yeah. that they won some argument or some debate or like mm-hmm. some kind of conflict, and then that's when he said it? Like, I just wonder what the context mm-hmm. is uh, right, and yeah. what else he said and did. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. that's the, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, the context is important because you know, I'm wondering, okay, what because it could have been any number of reasons. Yeah. I, I says it, but again, once you, once you use the word, mm-hmm. and if and if you've used it before, and it, and it is a different thing from the sushi thing, which, yeah, uh, I mean, which is a, a a tradition, and it may not be the the best tradition in how you mm-hmm. treat yeah. a, a he woman. He also pointed out in that case that that he was, I think the party was, a, it was a birthday party for a firefighter who was battling with can- yeah. cancer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. There, I mean, there were some, he was into it. There, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right. he described it as a family, uh, yeah, family affair. It was a party. <laughs> there's, yeah. Yeah. there's no way no. Uh, with this one. Yeah. 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 So, and I, and I, I, I think he's probably, he's been there for 17 years and was yeah. probably already thinking about retiring and didn't mm. seem to 
to put up much of a fight. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, yeah. it, and it could have just been he was, you know, uh, how many controversies can you yeah. withstand? And, right. You know, because going back to 2014, there was another EEOC complaint in which he was accused of making disparaging mark- remarks about Native Americans and a couple of uh, you know, white employees in the, the fire department. He called them vanilla milk nuds. And oh my gosh! I, mean, I don't even remember that. I, well, yeah, yeah. No, no it's we just re- we found out about it last. It was incredible. Wait, wait, vanilla milk milk duds, which is I love milk because, duds, and that uh, I was going to say uh, that's really offensive <laughs> because milk duds are terrible. I you love like, them. Do you? They're like one of my. <laughs> I don't have them often, but I do love them. So we're, so we're not sure if it was a compliment <laughs> right, or yeah. Yeah. I, don't, so I don't. I don't know what he was trying yeah. to say. It's okay. chocolate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I had no idea. Creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, he's, he had a history of this. He's He's been, uh, you know, he's been reprimanded. And at a certain point, it's, you know, yeah. just enough. And that, like the reason he stepped down, I'm nearly certain, is because had he not, he, he probably would have been dismissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's 64 years old. So, And we're, apparently we're going to find out this week who the interim Mm-hmm. Uh, Chief, yeah. yeah. Okay, wanted to move to the Mark White situation. As uh, our listeners know, and uh, everyone who's been following local politics knows, uh, Northside Councilman Mark White was uh, arrested, uh, I guess, about a week and a half ago, um, driving uh, while intoxicated uh, on the 410 Loop uh, Northeast near the airport. And uh, one thing that we learned this past week uh, is that El Mirasol is a really right, hopping I place. Say, like, I mean, <laughs> at a certain point in our reporting, we, just had, we were asking people who wasn't, who at City Hall was not. I have a little bit of like a, like a little bit of envy that I wasn't there <laughs> right. that night. Like, I feel like I was the only person <laughs> yeah. in San Antonio. She was there. Mike, she would have shared Mike Suda or somebody. <laughs> Why weren't we invited to this? Yeah. So <laughs> here's what we know. So okay. Mark White, uh, he... Flew home uh, from uh, a family trip in Australia uh, on December 29th. He landed in at uh, Bush Intercontinental in Houston at about 10:30. Drove back to San Antonio. I mean, this is a, this is a That's long a haul flight, yeah. and he's you know he's dry. Why he didn't take a connector flight from San? I don't know, but drove uh, back to San Antonio. Got here and said, you know what? I think I'm going to go hang out with some friends. So he went to El Mirasol, where um, he'd arranged to meet with some friends, including uh, city councilwoman. Um, Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Who is uh, she's she's a likely uh, 2025 mayoral candidate. She's chair of the uh, public safety committee. So she's there. Uh, Sue Kaur is there. She's the new District One City Councilwoman. Although she was she was with a different group mm-hmm. at a different table. Uh, so it sounds like it was coincidental. She's. I just want to mention too. This is relevant because she says she spoke to him for about thirty seconds, right. which I think is relevant because. Otherwise, you have like three members of the public safety committee That's all right, there yeah. that you, I mean, I think yeah, you've got a quorum. Some, yeah, you've yeah. got a quorum. Mm-hmm. So, so she, I think yeah. she was quick to emphasize, I wasn't with right. them. I spoke to him very briefly. Yeah, yeah. So you got these three council members at El Mirasol that Friday night and uh, Erica Prosper, Mayor Ron Nuremberg's wife. Just, <laughs> it, it appears to be purely by coincidence. She was there with friends at a, at another table. Mm-hmm. They were exchanging gifts for the holidays. No Wimby. He wasn't there. No, 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 no. In fact, we, you know, we had sources 
emphatically telling us she didn't she she said hello to uh to Havrida and to Sukor did not she did not say hello to to Mark White that night uh, I think obviously Wait, they wanted didn't to say hello <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah yeah I think they want to maintain maximum distance particularly <laughs> yeah. after what happened later <laughs> uh, so there were this group then walked over. This was all in uh, Alon Town Center, which is a big kind of upstate mm-hmm. upscale shopping center on the on uh, Northwest Military Highway. Uh, they decided then to walk over to Myron's Prime Steakhouse, have some drinks, some nibbles there, I guess. I don't know. Um, came back. And then from there, they were going to go to uh, the Thirsty Horse Dance Hall in saloon, which as is you like do. a mile south, it's as like, you do, as you yeah, do, as you do. <laughs> after after a, after a after transcontinental race. flight, yeah, and yeah, uh, as you do. So I'm sorry, um, I'm making light of this. I know well, that it's a serious, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. And anyway, so uh, Councilwoman Cabello uh, Haverdam uh, w- wasn't feeling well. She had, you know, like a lot of us, she was yes. having problems with allergies. That's cedar. And she said yep. she was going to Uber home. Uh, but instead, Mark White wound up taking her. And this was about two hours, roughly, uh, before he was pulled over and charged with uh, DWI. She, you know, her comment to Megan Rodriguez, our city hall reporter, was that he seemed fine at the time. But uh, hmm. after dropping her off, he then apparently went to the thirsty horse. What, what does, how does this or does it reflect on her at all? I mean, it, uh, you know, it's she. I don't know that it does. Yeah. I, I really, I don't believe it does. Uh, Since he went I, back and yeah, I mean, drank and she more. was, you know, she, uh, unlike him, she had, she realized before she went to El Mirasol, you know, she knew she would probably mm-hmm. have a drink or two. So she took an Uber there. Yeah. She was planning to take an Uber back and she got a ride from him. Right. She like, you know, uh, Really, you know, she she says he seemed fine. I mean, if you take her at her word, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't see how she's implicated yeah. in this. Yeah, not really. I mean, one of the things uh, the reporting that we've that the Express News had on that which you've been editing has mm-hmm. has been you know that the response has been pretty muted from the city council. Yeah, it has. Uh, and that's because there, I think there are several reasons for that. One is, one is kind of a basic one, which is there's no real provision in the city charter on how to handle situations like mm-hmm. this when council members act badly. I mean, it's, you, you can, it, it allows for the removal. Uh, of a council member for moral perpetuity, but there, like, there's a yeah, like DWI is probably not going to meet the threshold yeah. definition of moral perpetuity. So, what's left to city council to say nothing, or to do no confidence votes, which are largely symbolic? They really have no yeah. no uh, no bite to them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, councils kind of. They don't know what to make of this. And, you know, you can look back to Clayton Perry, who was uh, Mark White's predecessor in District 10. You'll remember, I mean, he kind of famously now infamous, infamously uh, hit uh, Honda Civic at an intersection on the north side. He'd been drinking. 
fled the scene, went home, and the police showed up at his house within the hour. And, you know, the, the body cam video from that of him stumbling around incoherent in his backyard. Yeah, the hit and run factor. You had this, that's right. the embarrassment of yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's my point. Like, you you had, even, even before we saw the body cam video of Clayton Perry, like, just the details in the police mm-hmm. report were damning enough yeah. that city council members felt like uh, they had to do something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you had uh, Mayor Nuremberg come out with a very strong statement saying if these if these allegations against Clayton <clears throat> Perry are proven, uh, he needs to resign. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, Carrie, I mean, if you were if you were on city council, what would your response to this be? I mean, this is a, it's weird. It's a colleague. Yeah. You're dealing with. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a, it's an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Driving while toxic is an issue that the city's been trying to, to deal with. Oh, yeah, I was just going to I do think it's important to note in, in comparing the two cases, like Mark White's and Clayton Perry's. Um, Mark White was pulled over on uh, Northeast Loop 410 Access Road for driving erratically. He he didn't crash into yeah, anything. Yeah. There, were, there were no injuries, no accident. Anyway. Yeah. First of all, I can't think of anybody <clears throat> on city council ever being removed or... Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking, yeah. just going back in my, you know, to the '70s, I and mean, you had some really outrageous behavior by, I'm thinking of one councilman in particular. Uh, if I'm a colleague, I think it's a difference between White and Perry because apparently there was some history of mm-hmm. where we haven't heard anything like this with with White. Uh, frankly, I don't think as a councilman, it's in my I don't know what I could do, but to White's credit, you know, he he did make as contrite uh, a statement as you can make immediately after this. Mm-hmm. And one of the points we made also in writing about it was that uh, I think the very first line he talks about how I you know I didn't think I was drunk. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever done this before. Which to me that's the point. And to me, which, mm-hmm. that should be on the billboards <clears throat> everywhere. Because it's one yeah. thing when you have someone like, and you know, we haven't seen any video <clears throat> yet of, of White. What, right. But when you have the uh, the video of, of Perry, mm-hmm. which is clownish, mm-hmm. uh, he's obviously drunk. I mean, someone like that, you know, is drunk. <clears throat> A problem with a lot of folks who get behind the wheel every day, every night, who's been been drinking, they don't think that mm-hmm. they drink too much. Folks who have been around them don't think they've drunk too much. Mm-hmm. And it's not an issue until they actually kill themselves or or or, or kill some someone else. Mm-hmm. So um, on one hand, I I, I I want to, we're all flawed human beings. And uh, especially if this is the first time this has happened yeah. for White, then he should be forgiven. I don't think there should be anything done by his council members. But the tricky part of this is that it only needs, yeah, you know, someone like Mark White should, should from from here on in, he should just be one of the great advocates, yeah. mm-hmm. of of don't don't drink yeah. at all just before you drive. Absolutely, do do, do what the councilwoman was. What, I right. think That's all right. of them. That's I right. actually think all the city council people should not drink, um, or any elected official, um, school board members included, um, because and members of the media. So I put yeah. myself on there too, and I like a margarita. I do, but um, well, just don't get behind husband, the wheel. Just my husband, wheel. please drive, even if I just have a taste of it. And usually I'll mm-hmm. drink a half, maybe, you mm-hmm. know, and I stop drinking it. 
second. But just like, you know, make sure you're going to drive or we get an Uber or whatever, even if it's just a taste, um, because I know it, it hits me quickly. So I don't know what my toxicology mm. would come back as with half a drink. Mm. But I just feel like they should all be that billboard saying, you know what, we're not going to even do it. Um, it's about the decorum of, you know, having that office and respecting the office and being accountable. Um, it's embarrassing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so I think that's part of it. That's part of his like punishment for say, you know, is, you know what, that embarrassment of everybody knowing he was caught mm-hmm. um, and that he did this really irresponsible thing yeah. um, that unfortunately a lot of people in San Antonio do too much. Like it's, he fits right in with a lot of San Antonio people. Um, but I do think the provision should allow for something, I I think it should allow for like, after that first DWI, that's it. You know, I think that first warning, um, I think that after that, there's something, there should be some kind of consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I just think it's a, it's a huge red flag at this point. And just to ignore it and just move on and say, okay, well, he was embarrassed. Let's move on. I don't think that that's right either. Mm-hmm. Part of, I mean, part of, part of council's hesitancy. I mean, other than you just don't have... Uh, these big screaming details like you did in yeah. Perry's case. I mean, and that that's that's really at the heart of why they're kind of struggling with how to respond. Now, there are two yeah. really big pieces of information that are still mm-hmm. right. missing. The body cam video, which yes. we're expecting sometime this week yeah. uh, for SAPD to release it. And the uh, blood alcohol yes. uh, content results, the the the, the test results, uh, we're expecting that within the next several weeks. It was about. It usually takes about thirty days to get the results back. And by the way, so when he was pulled over, he he refused a breathalyzer and a blood test mm-hmm. uh, on scene. Uh, the police got got a judge to issue a, a warrant, and his blood was drawn at one thirty that morning. So. And then he started by saying he had one beer. Yeah. Then it became this S- yeah. two beers. Yeah, one beer at each, at each location. At each, at each place. Yeah. yeah. And this was over, uh, I mean, in this this timeline is is rough, but it looks like it was about over a five, probably a little more than a five hour period. You know, and I, do, I think something else that I saw, it was comments. It wasn't on the story because we don't have comments anymore, right, on our website. So it had to be social media. But I did see just a comment from someone from a reader saying something like, um, well, it's a good thing that SAPD didn't let him off because he's a city council. And I think that that the days of that, I mean, it's not possible. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think SAPD has shown, um, they've shown us time and time again that they're going to treat city council people yep. like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Also, they have the cam. Um, right. and so you can see everything mm-hmm. that's happening. And, um, and I, I hope that people are starting to like, like that person that pointed it out are starting to say, like, you know what? If you're stopped, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. you're going to have the consequences. Yeah. I mean, with the media environment, the way it is these days, it would be really difficult for SAPD yeah. to sweep any. Oh yeah, oh, for <laughs> under sure. the rug. Yeah. I mean, just, for sure. it yeah. just wouldn't happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, even I mean, think back to to Clayton Perry. He wasn't arrested the night of the incident, and there was there was a you know kind of a some uproar of yeah, that. Right. Why wasn't he? He clearly yeah. was drunk. He'd clearly <laughs> been driving. But in that case, uh, you know, the they had uh, you know a police officer went to his house that night, had an interview with him. It was mm-hmm. all captured on video, and it was. You know, is a fairly his his movements from the evil olive, which is where he'd been drinking. It's not bar, <laughs> yeah. bars to to Bill Miller, 
to the intersection where he hit the car home. It's a kind of a complicated scene, but the police had time to investigate it. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was arrested four four days after, yep. after the accident. You yeah. know, one thing with that too is if SAPD hadn't arrested um, both Perry and White, no telling what would happen after that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so that's part of it is that they should be grateful to San Antonio police for stopping them. Yes, embarrassing. And yes, you know, it ended Perry's career and White is dealing with this still and it's going to continue. But um just no telling what would have happened after. Right. And so when we compare Perry to White, well, maybe police and we'll, you'll get more answers for us. Your team will get more answers for us this week. But um, maybe they just stopped White sooner than they stopped Perry. Then the things happened with Perry. And it was mm-hmm. just a thing of timing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although we do know Perry drank a whole lot. A lot, a lot. It was yeah. quite a bit. And getting to your point about uh, about what White had done, gone through that day, I mean, flying in from Australia, driving from Houston, mm-hmm. If I'm just saying, if I had gone through all that, had had even I mean, three drinks drink. that day, yeah. I mean, I'd probably you. be weaving around. Yeah, yeah you, quite honestly, uh, you would. Tired, but I mean, yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, that and like I said, that has nothing to do with how much. I mean, to me, that has nothing to do with you know how much he had to drink that night. The fact that he was that's right. He was tired. Uh, it's right. still a crime. It doesn't you know right. that's right. It's a crime whether you're tired right. or not. That, right. Absolutely. Uh, to me, it's like I I just can't imagine a long haul flight from Australia. A drive to San Antonio and then say, you know what? I want to end this night at the Thirsty Horse. It's, it's <laughs> you know, kind of amazing. I, yeah. I mean, I think I'd crash at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. why does none of these bars have dignified names like none of you all? Thirsty Horse, you know, but. But uh, wanted to talk about the uh, the ceasefire resolution, which we talked about uh, last week. This was introduced by um Council members Terry Castillo, Jalen McHugh Rodriguez, and Manny Pelias. The idea of trying to bring some some unity to the community uh, after there's been so much division over the conflict between Israel and Hamas since the October 7th Hamas attack against Israel. And the ceasefire resolution, I think, was, uh, you know, the language was uh, is, is, is pretty uh, diplomatic, benign. It calls for an immediate ceasefire, but also calls for the release of, of all hostages. So I think it kind of tries to take into account the the concerns of people on both sides of this issue. Um, and this past week, we learned that, uh, you know, one of the, the, the people behind uh, the resolution, Manny Pelias, asked for and received a, a, a delay on this from January 11th. They would, they would have voted on it this week to February. Ron Nuremberg yeah, so, granted that. And we don't Yeah, We don't know when exactly in February. Yeah. The reason, uh, according to Manny Pelias, was uh, that there was such an outpour. Yeah. Like when when. This became known when we started reporting on it and other media outlets were writing about this meeting, which was supposed to take place January 11th. Uh, you know, he and other council members were just kind of inundated with calls on both sides. Yeah. It sounds like. Uh, so he said, okay, let's step back and, you know, we'll, we, we should talk with a few more folks before we, uh, take it to a formal council vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they pushed it back. Uh, he he was teaming up with this uh, on this resolution with council members uh, Jalen McKee Rodriguez in District Two and Terry Castillo in District Five. Uh, Terry Castillo told us uh, last week that that there you know one of the, at least one of the reasons uh, for the delay is that uh, Councilman Plyas was going to be traveling a lot this month, and you know he he wanted to be present for the vote. 
And so that was part of the reason they postponed it. Yeah. I mean, that sounds possible too. I mean, I mean pro-Palestinian activists have been supportive of this resolution and a lot of the pushback has come uh, from Jewish leaders. And there was a, a, a letter in late December from 28 uh, San Antonio Jewish leaders to uh, Mayor Nuremberg and members of the city council uh, rejecting the, the resolution. And their reason, the reasons they gave were that they thought it uh, suggests, quote, a moral equivalency between Hamas and the state of Israel, uh, which they objected to. And they also uh, said that um, that San Antonio Jews have been subjected to a lot of harassment since uh, this conflict started in October, mm-hmm. and that the, the nature of this resolution would uh, create some sense in the community that San Antonio Jews were uh, in some way culpable for the actions of the Israeli government. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a connection that they did, did not want. Um, We've had some discussion about symbolic resolutions, um, the value of that of them, and also whether this, for all its good intentions, because there are good intentions behind it, whether it will actually br- bring about some unity or whether it could, could create even more division. I mean, Carrie, uh, you weren't uh, with us last week. What are your thoughts on this? It depends upon the debate itself um, and the and the motivations and the intentions of, of everyone involved from the council folks who uh, support the resolution to the people who come in and, 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 and debate. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes this whole situation such a, it's not, it's not the right word, but this tragedy so difficult on, is that you should not be be and I think too many folks on both sides. I'm talking about nationwide. Want to make this a who's suffering more than the others? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who suffered more on October seventh? Who's who's suffering more now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what happened on October seventh was an atrocity mm-hmm. that you cannot justify. You cannot justify the the slaughter. You cannot justify the sexual assaults. But you know, but what's been happening to to Gaza for years? You shouldn't be able to justify, yeah. and you shouldn't be able to. Ju- you can't justify just the the lack of precision bombing, where you have children and you know losing. I think I saw a stat yes over the weekend: children and losing a leg every day. And but keep the focus on the people who are committing these these crimes, be it Hamas or the Israeli government, mm-hmm. and don't conflate. The Israeli government with all Jews don't conflate Hamas with with Palestinians. All mm-hmm. that's the you know yeah. the suffering on both sides, and you and we and both both everyone should be able to to understand that that kind of inhumanity can never be justified, explained away, yeah. or minimized. Yeah, and and in in response to 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 what's happening to uh, I think people have to be careful about where they start directing their, their criticism. And we start seeing some people saying, Ron Nuremberg, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're uh, allowing for genocide or something like that because maybe he hadn't put forward any statement, uh, you know, a, a pro-Palestinian statement or hadn't called for an immediate ceasefire. I mean, there's been a lot of sort of absurd rhetoric where people have in, in understandable anger and understandable, yeah. uh, frustration have been lashed out at people mm-hmm. who really 
don't have anything to do with this. Yes, which is hurting their cause, right? So when they go about that, when they go about it that way, it paints all of them, all the protesters with that same brush. And so then nobody, you know, then people are just hesitant to even listen to what they're trying to say. It's because of the way they're saying it in so many ways. Um, I know that the ceasefire resolutions, you know, there's, there's a piece in the New York Times recently about, um, democratic led, um, cities that have been doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some are very sharply worded, um, way different yeah. from the resolution here. Um, and, you know, have words like apartheid and ethnic cleansing and, you know, and they really get to it. Right. Um, and they're passing them. And then we're talking about Seattle, Oakland, San Francisco, you know, places like that. I also feel like our city council members, um, like Jalen and, and Terry, um, and then also just people in the community who are voicing the, the, you know, their support of this, that they feel also this political pressure to do it as well. So there, there's another level to it because others are doing it, right? Yeah. And so you're also sending a message. If you're not doing this and you have some kind of, you know, you have an office, you have a way to do it, um, even though it's symbolic that you're not doing your job or you're not speaking up when you should or using your platform in a way that others are. So I do think that that is um, a really big part of this that maybe we don't realize because we're just looking at the the small circle, you know, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap things up, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, Myra Flores, who, uh, is, was elected to the U S house in a special election in 2022. Um, immediately, I think Republicans, uh, sort of, uh, started getting a lot of national attention on, on conservative media and Republicans are as, as a, as a rock star because she was, you know, the, the, the Republicans have been making a, a, a bid to, uh, to flip the valley. And, uh, and I think she was seen as like a young, uh, Mexican American Republican who could, uh, who was kind of a sign of things to come. Mm-hmm. She did lose the November 2022 election to, uh, Vicente Gonzalez. I mean, the, the, the district map had been, had been changed and made, uh, more conducive to Democrats. So that there was that factor, but she's now running again. And she was in the news this past week over, some social media posts uh, in which she's been posting uh, images of, of of food and cooking, and uh, for example, one where she she posted something and said the gorditas in masa and the ranch life with family is the best. And um, she has, there, I think, um, as the story emerged, there have been more examples that that various media outlets have found where she's been posting these things and these are not actually photos of anything that she's cooking. She's taking them from other social media uh, sources and not exactly saying that they're her own, uh, that this is this is something she's cooking or this is her own photo, but it's that's definitely the implication. Am I wrong here? And a beautiful uh, image. Like, she should have yeah. credit to whoever took them. Uh, here's this one as a uh, as a proud Latina who knows how to cook homemade Mexican food tastes better from a gas stove, uh, except that this is not something that she's cooking. Um, so because and that's not a gas stove. But. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Yeah. That looks like wood to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, you know, and because it, every political scandal in the United States of the past 50 years has has had to have the gate attached to it um, it has now been the situation has now been uh, dubbed grub gate. Um, I just wonder though, hold on. I just wonder 
if maybe she has a social media person on her team that does these and all of a sudden she's like, you know what? I want to be more hands on and started it. Or if somebody from her team did it because you never know. And so I'm just really curious. Or did she hire an intern? Like what happened? Because he could have. the problem. It's right, right. I mean, it Why just, take it it just goes it to show, show it like it's yours. It's like, look, when you write things like I love the ranch life surrounded by my beautiful family. <laughs> You're striving for authenticity. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, isn't, yeah. isn't that it? That's the but idea. If, <laughs> if it's, if it's true that, and it's possible, it's totally possible that she's got, she's got a social media director who's yeah. doing all this stuff. Uh, what's she really telling us about her, her, her family yeah. life? I mean, really what she's doing is trying to create a very specific public image selling uh, it to voters like look he, you know what, he would have been I'm, more authentic of, yeah. if she would have just gone to the taco <laughs> the drive and got some taquitos and just put the picture yeah and said I mean, hey even, I yeah at least, yeah <laughs> yeah 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 well, keep in mind too would have got him some business that <laughs> that one of the things about about her for all the hypes around her and all and all the the sort of uh the, how much Republicans invested in her in her political future. If you look at her short time in Congress and and her campaign in, in 2022, I mean, she never talked about anything but God, family, country. Mm. And and I have the values right. of of, of uh, Mexican-Americans and, and Latinos. She never really kind of when it came to to issues, she really never had much to say. Um, so she very, it was very much about I, you know, when when th these images, mm -hmm. I think, are relevant not only because, you know, she, you know, she was kind of trying to pass something off that wasn't hers, but also because so much of what she's been about right. has really had very little to do with with political substance. It's been much more just God, family, country, and I have the right values and yeah. and look at and so this kind of ties into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> personality politics. Personality yeah. politics. So, yeah. That's right. I mean, she's she's creating a product, and she is the product. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a brand. It's, it's a brand. Yeah. I also want to point out that didn't, we didn't cook the product, but didn't <laughs> create the product, or even eat it. She yeah. But, she, but she found it. She found she it. Appropriated it. it. We got to give her some credit for that. I was before we wrap things up. I wanted to say that just to keep in mind about Myra Flores, she this is someone who um, uh, on January 6, 2020, 2021, just hours before the insurrection, she uh, posted something. She tweeted us. Uh, on, on what was then Twitter, now X, uh, saying, if we let Democrats steal this election, they're just going to steal them from now on. So that's, she has, she, since then, uh, she has kind of uh, tried to distance herself from the whole election denial thing, or she's kind of not wanted to talk about it too much, but she was very eager to talk about it at the time. She also described uh, attorney Sidney Powell as an American hero. And yes, this is the same Sidney Powell who uh, accused Dominion voting systems of, of uh, rigging their, their machines to help Democrats win. And also uh, has uh, pled guilty uh, to, to charges. In, uh, One of the first to take a plea. Yeah. yeah in, in Georgia for like, a, uh, you know, tampering with that, that election or trying to undermine that, that, that uh, 2020 uh, election. So, this is someone who she identifies as Say what y'all want. I know who whose election night party I want to go to, though, <laughs> for food. So, okay. Okay. That's what I'm be. okay. So, so now we know that's what you're all about. That would be, that would be, yeah. You don't want to just see pictures from a man. No, I'm, I'm going okay. to upload it. All right. So, it, the, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how Mitra Flores does uh, in this election cycle. But, um, 
She's, yeah, she's trying to do some damage control it's right now. I think fair. she said, let's just talk about the border. Let's talk about import. Now she wants to talk about right. some, she should some go real and issues. She's yeah. on the border and post photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All will be forgotten, probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're going to wrap things up there. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, and thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Take care. 